1: Welcome back into the Pen Live Wrestling Podcast. Dave Heckard's here with me on Dustin Hawkinsmith. We are looking at the final stop of the high school wrestling postseason on the AAA side. Uh, looking around District Three, in doing that. Uh, we didn't get a chance, Dave, to look back at the district slash South Central Regional uh, and do that in review. So we're going to be doing these things together. This was this was your idea. Let's couple them up. Uh, let's see what the bracket looks like at, at at states and what happened at the district level as well and kind of look at, you know, who District 3's contenders are and what their odds are of kind of getting the medal, uh, getting a state title. So we'll obviously start at 107 pounds um, and looking at the district level, uh, one thing, so Thunderbeard wins three, two, um, he beat McCaden Speece, who had beat him twice previously, uh, this season, uh, beat him three to two, gave up two points late on stalling calls to ride out the third period. So he starts the third period, uh, up three, nothing. And the pressure just kind of ratchets up a little bit, up a little bit, uh, until the point where, okay, he can't opt to cut him um and this is how another match of theirs played out the first time they wrestled where spies tied it on a stall call and then won it in overtime but thunderbeard gets the job done he's been pretty hot closing out the season so i'm curious to see what that means for him at the state level but this is a a district three champ who i think has a really bright future because of the you know the the work that he puts in and he is one of the more attentive wrestlers i've ever seen like i said something to Jeff um, after uh, one of Thunderbeard's matches, where the corner is yelling to him, and he is turning and facing them and listening to them, and I don't, Dave, I know you have kids who either tune you out or can't wrestle and listen at the same time. I just thought it was pretty cool to see a freshman really tuned in to what his coaches are telling him.
0: Yeah, I mean, I he very mat savvy, you know, and and just has a sense of of. You know, uh, mat awareness about him that, you know, kind of I think is what set him apart a little bit from the rest of the field. Um, and I know Speece beat him earlier, but I just man, I even looking at that bracket before before uh, the weekend, I just I just felt like Thunder was going to win that that bracket. And uh, you know, he's been wrestling tough at the end of the year. And you know, another thing there that you know central dolphin goes on and wrestles in team states well i mean that kid's getting some good competition then so you know he's he's fine-tuned as well and um i, I just felt like you know he wrestled really well there um i was equally impressed with the, the you know down in the concie bracket the yordy kid from gettysburg I, I think they gettysburg had a heck of a tournament um and uh you know that kid wrestled with some some gettysburg grit um if you will and, and found himself, you know, finding that third-place spot. And I, I thought, you know, that was that was one there where, you know, you had Beard, you had Speech, you had Yorty, the Chris kid from uh, Elko, you had Montez from Cumberland Valley, and, you know, just some kind of guys that were all kind of around each other. And uh, I think Thunder and, and Spice definitely separated themselves from the pack.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think going in, you knew in some order Thunderbeard, McCaden Spice, and Will Yorty were, were your top three guys. Yeah. And then, you know, Ashton Chris uh, from Elko uh, not only, you know, won, you know, qualified for states, but he beat Phil Montez 15-6 uh, it, in, in, in the Concy semifinals. So that's a really good way um, to go out and a good way for a freshman to kind of close the deal there uh, and and make sure that that blood round spot, that, that was his. He made sure yeah. of it.
0: Yeah, no, um, you know, did a great job. Now, you know, you take a look at the state bracket at 107. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, Thunder has another freshman from from Easton, uh Salomon right off the bat. Um, very similar type records. One has eight losses and nine losses. So, I mean, I expect that to be a good match. I know, uh, you know, at the top part of the bracket, man, I, I it's tough for me to look past. The Sirianni kid from from Abington Heights, who's a senior at 107 pounds, you know what I mean, has a a 32 and three record. Well, he's a second place out of the Northeast, and on the bottom there is the the Dillard kid from Bethlehem Catholic, who's 20 and 0 and beat him, you know. And so here we go again, like you know, Becca and. Uh, but I, I feel like, I'm going to say Dillard is probably the guy to beat at the state level in this bracket from Mecca. and he, uh, he
1: is really good, Dave. I mean, I, I, I've seen I saw twice over the summer he beat Aaron Seidel, who's beaten everybody in, in double-A pretty, pretty badly. Um, I, th- I think Keanu Dillard is the real deal, and you look at you know, the way these brackets shake out, you know, McCaden piece if he beats a, another good kid, Curtis Nelson, uh, yeah. from Ridley, in, in his first round match, he's he's going face to face with Keanu Diller who's gonna yeah. wrestle, you know, there's there's a ranked guy coming out of the southeast, Connor Lenahan, uh, who is in a pigtail there. So yeah. Like, yeah. I, and, and I think it just reinforces, right, that there's no such thing as an easy easy path through here. You're gonna yeah. have to be good guys no matter where you're starting. No matter
0: where you're at. No matter where you're at. I, I you know, I don't I don't see any of these young guys winning it. I, I, you know, from South Central, you know, from our, from our district. But um, I think some guys here can, can definitely come through and, and place um, and put a medal around their neck for sure. And I
1: think just to touch on, on that one more time, Thunderbeard having been to Giant Center, he wrestled a couple matches that he wished he got back at Team States. And, boy, I mean, that experience of, of not only wrestling tough guys but wrestling in that arena – and working through some of the issues that they ended up having. I think, I, I very much think that set him up to propel him into where he is now. And, you know, the big the big win came, you know, Tanner Mazenko, who's sitting at the top of that bracket from Camden McMillan, who's a Southwest champ. Uh, Thunderbeard was in a real back and forth. It was like, I forget, it was like 12 11 or something like that. And Thunderbeard pinned Tanner Mazenko. And I think that that jump
0: started this run he's on. Yeah, no, I, I mean, look, I, I think. You know, looking at that bracket, could Thunder come through the top? Maybe, but I mean, I, I think there's other kids there that are thinking the same thing. You know what and, I mean? And, so, and rightfully so. And, and
1: and you better be ready from minute one. That that first match for a lot of guys, like I don't know about if Thunder's like this or not, but that first match for a lot of guys can trip you up. Yeah. Uh, start slow. You can't afford to start slow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, looks like I had to to one fourteen. Uh, yep. This 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 way, you had a guy there, and you and you and you got to look. You know. Firsthand at, at the the district champ, former state champ, uh, in the in the high state podium conversation again, and man did he look sharp at at, at districts with Caden Williams from Mannheim Township.
0: Um, I mean, he bonused it and he pinned his first three matches in districts and in tech fall in the finals. I just felt like he was a cut way above the rest in our district, and and I, I to be honest, I have him. Um, I have him coming through, and in, in, in the finals, uh, possibly for in Triple A. I know he has to go through um, a pretty tough competitor um, at 114 pounds, and uh, you know Willichell from from Greater Latrobe. Um, but I, I just feel like he, he's tough, and uh, you know cut above the rest. The guy that I thought really had a nice tournament here was the Shear kid from Boiling Springs. You know, I mean, here's a kid that goes out, he, he loses his, his his I think his first match. And and wrestles the whole way back and beats the guy that that knocked him off the first round for third, you know. Yeah. And uh, you know that's that's something I know, you know. You have a freshman that goes through and does that. Um, that's something that you know I know Trevor and and Josh and and the Bowling Springs coaches are have got to be excited about you know getting a freshman there to states. So.
1: And I'll tell you, I mean, Drew Shearer got pinned by Isaiah Jackson, who's a really talented kid from Gettysburg. He is. Um, he, he's also going to represent District 3 um, at, at the state level. And, you know, another guy just like Will Yorty uh, finished hard. And that's one thing you yeah. expect from Gettysburg is, is huge yep. improvement, especially when they're young from from day one to, to now. But Drew Shearer, you know, I talked to him a little bit after the match. I talked to his dad, Mike, a little bit after the match, after the, the tournament. And. It, it really came down to him. And this was a super mature thing that he said uh, was that when he got knocked down to the constellations, he kind of realized that there were going to be some guys who didn't really want to wrestle down there who were ready for the season to be over or, or weren't motivated. And he found motivation and sometimes, I mean, not to oversimplify it, but that can be a big, big deal when you have a long road through the constellations is, is fi- is finding and hanging on to you know, something that you can control and ha- having just that, that right mentality about it. And I think that speaks very, very highly of a kid who, who, who earned his spot uh, at the state tournament and who had a great run through the consolation. I think a lot of times that's more impressive than winning a bracket.
0: Yeah, yeah, just the, the mental fortitude to come through the wrestle backs and, and get it done. Now, moving to the statewide bracket there, I mean, I think... You know, the Desmond kid from Bethlehem Catholic uh, is is definitely would be, if I had to pick somebody, um, would be a guy I think, you know, would, would be in the finals. Um, and I, I feel like, you know, the Willis Shell kid from Greater Latrobe and, and Caden Williams in the bottom half, um, the winner of that will, will, will join him in the finals, you know. and uh, Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's that's definitely those there's, there's couple guys there are, are, are pretty good. And, uh, you know, at 114 pounds, like I said, outside of Williams – um, I think the rest of the guys are going to have to battle, um, you know, to medal and, and, and do that. But, um, yeah. Uh, interesting setup here. I mean, I think, um,
1: like, Caden Williams, for example, maybe runs into Luke Willishell, who I believe was a state finalist at 106 last year. Same with uh, Ty Capusta from Franklin Regional. And, and the top half was a 106-pounder last year. You have a guy like Caden Williams who's coming down in weight. Uh, you have a guy in Nathan Desmond who I really feel like has a chance to be a four-timer. Yeah. You know, he, he's that caliber of wrestler. Juan, as a freshman last year, he's been pretty dominant as a sophomore this year has gotten better. Big favorite, I think, even over, uh, you know, kid and Caden Williams, who, by the way, told me that, um, you know, if you remember last year after the district finals, he was booed uh, for taking a bunch of injury time and breathing real heavy. So he told me after this year, that he had a deviated septum and his oxygen levels were super, super low um, throughout that postseason. So it's like, you can condition and you can run and you can do this and that, but sometimes you know that that's the kind of thing that maybe was working against him. He certainly looked like he was in better condition this time around. Granted, his first three matches only lasted a minute and change each, but... Um, but he he looked really really good to me. Look, he looked better to me now than he did when he won a state title a couple of years ago.
0: I was just going to say the same thing. That that's the most impressive I saw him. You know, was last weekend, and uh, he was just a cut above the rest, and and looked good the whole time. So
1: he he did. Yeah. Um, looking at one twenty one, you had you know this. I, I feel like not that they were clones of each other necessarily, but this uh, this weight class had you know four guys for sure who were. All sort of on that short, stocky power build kind of thing. Marco Tachi from Warwick, Jimmy Garcia from Wilson, Travis Clausen uh, from Penn Manor, and Dean Hauser from Daniel Boone, who won the weight and very deservedly so. But you saw some pretty wild stuff in this (laughs) weight class, including, you know, Jimmy Garcia makes it out of the top of the bracket. Minor upset there over Marco Tachi. Travis Clausen did not qualify. Uh, for states, he was pinned by Eli Hewitt in in the blood round there, who lost to Marco Tachi um, in, in the third place match. Yeah, Camden Williams, who threw Dean Hauser right off the bat uh, in the quarterfinal that they, that they wrestled wow, that uh, a high love. level, as yeah. high level a quarterfinal as you'll see in any district tournament uh, wrestling there. Dean Hauser, to his credit, worked like crazy to get out of that, and then um, and then cradled and pinned Camden Williams. Camden Williams. Falls down in the constellations. He he wins a couple matches by fall, and then he forfeits uh, in the consolation semifinals. So really, some wild stuff there. And and I think the best guy emerged in the end, in Dean Hauser.
0: Yeah, I, I mean you got to give him credit. I mean he he had that win in this in the uh, the semis. I think he won like sixteen twelve. Yeah, um, it was him and him and Clawson were were you know it was a wild match. But everybody else he pinned. Um, you know, pinned in the final, pinned in the you know pinned the whole way through. So. I, I, I like that kid. I think he's tough. He's only a junior, um, so we'll get a little bit more of him next year. Um, but you know, I, he's going to have his hands full here at states. I, I feel like you know, I, I think uh, you know that that's a pretty tough weight. And uh, you know, Nasdio from from Williamsport up top. Um, you know, you know, I think that he you know he's going to have a, a tough match. You know, right off the bat, or even in the quarterfinals with. Uh, Possibly Wagner or the Joling kid from Tears Valley. I mean, there's going to be battles. So, um, you know, I, I like that kid, though. I like I like people that go after the pin. Um, I like the uh, the Tachi Klingensmith matchup match one. You know, that's yeah. a, that's, a, that's a good one for both of them right out the gate. Uh, very similar records, and uh, you know, that's a match I, I'm I'm excited to see there too. Uh, really,
1: you know, Kyo Nazio, I've li- I've liked what I've seen from him uh, this year. He's gotten a lot better. To the point where, you know, he's a senior, he is committed to wrestle at Penn State, and you kind of look at him now, the way that he's wrestling, it's like, man, I mean, I don't know if he's the solution for Penn State at the next level, but he can be part of that solution to that 125-pound, uh, th- the revolving door. The there, revolving door, you know. there. yeah. Yeah. Um, he, so he I, that, nice that, that'll weight, be a fun nice one. Nice
0: weight, too. Nice range on him. You know, he's tall, yep. Um But, uh, you know, it should be an interesting weight. Um, you have the Horvath kid from Freedom who's tough. Great uh, year Zidler, for him. Yeah, yeah, great year for him. Ziggler from Quakertown, um, you know, and, and, you know, the whole other, the, you know, you have the Garcia kid up top. I, I don't know. I, 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 that's going to be an interesting weight class, I feel like, I, you know, I, to see what happens there. I guess a part of me wants to say Nasdio, but I don't yeah. know. I, I, you know, he's vulnerable, so we'll see.
1: Yeah, and, and the Horvath kid has had a great year. Beat Mason yeah. Ziegler earlier in the year. He's kind of a new name yeah, on a statewide is. level, but he has earned it 100%. And Ziegler missed the state podium last year and has gotten a ton better since right. then. Trey Wagner is a freshman from Northampton. You recognize the last name. Brady Joling, you know, the runner-up from from uh, from the Whippeal, from Chartiers Valley, you know, a senior who's been through this grind a bunch. I mean, it's going to be whoever comes out of this thing will will have earned it. Um, I agree. Looking at 127, this was, um, you know, Tyler Adams. It, it, it was the Tyler Adams show. I mean, uh, you looked at the run that he would have to go through to, to do what he did. Uh, Liam Flanagan, returning district champ, state qualifier. Uh, he beat him 5-2 in the quarterfinals. Luke Mentzer, who's having a great year, is a tough matchup for a lot of people. Uh, he runs through him and beats him 9-4. And then in the finals, Tyler Adams beats Seamus Mack 5-2, who had... Uh, who was dominant uh, in this tournament, had won a state medal last year. So uh, other than Tyler Adams winning it, I mean, you saw the guys that you expected to see, but you saw Damian Key cause some disruption from Dallas. Down. I mean, you get a little bit of chaos along the way, uh, but then in, in the end, I think the, the four best guys, they, they all
0: got through. I would agree. And and I, I think uh, that's the kind of the guy, the, the Adams guy at the end of the tournament was the guy you're going like, Man, like he—he's pretty darn good. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, you know, you don't know much about. You know, I don't, we don't see York Suburban. You don't, You know. You know. I know he's good, but you know, like you said, the road that he went through to to get there—I mean—was impressive. And then, uh, and then in the finals, beating who I would have had as a favorite, you know, Seamus Mack, um, who's who's a tough competitor and a state place medal, you know, winner last year. So I'm anxious to see how Tyler Adams does at the state tournament. You know what I mean? And and how, how he handles things there.
1: And boy, I'll tell you I mean Tyler Chapel from Seneca Valley has been around a long time yeah, uh, he's is a, he well. is a, yeah yeah he's he's a three time medalist who's coming out as the as the fourth placer from the southwest, which was just a really good region as it typically is but Shane McPhillon is also wrestling the pigtail against Tyler Chapel for the right to wrestle <laughs> Tyler Adams so who yeah. whoever wins that thing is going to be a stiff test for for the district three champ. Uh, in, in round one there. Liam Flanagan from Central Dolphin um, has a pigtail, and the winner of that pigtail wrestles Vinny Kilkeary, the two-time state champ. So you have uh, you know a, a couple tough roads here for, for District 3 guys. Luke Benzer gets Andrew Benny, who's really, really good from Cannon Mac. Uh, Seamus Mac gets through Sam Stahl from Erie Cathedral Prep. He'll get Aaron Cement, who's a really, really good sophomore. So you have some, you know, the, these guys at 127 are really good but they're wrestling in yeah. a bracket with, with guys who are uh, more accomplished, I think, in, in a lot of yeah. these cases, yeah.
0: and who are going to yeah. be really, really tough to beat. But I feel like everybody in that district bracket was more accomplished than Tyler Adams, too. So
1: Correct. Um, yeah. You know
0: what I mean? Like, you know, Here's a kid that's made a big jump, obviously, in his game, and I'm actually to see him compete here. Uh, you know, I mean, his his, his brat, yeah, I'm looking like Chapo or McPhill and then he gets like possibly Hayden Cumming, uh, Cunningham or the Smith kid from Springford. I mean, holy cow! Um, but yeah, he's tough. So, um, and then we're not even we didn't even talk about the, the the Parkins kid from Nazareth on the bottom half. You know, there's another correct. Top yeah. Side,
1: so yeah, and uh, he's uh, he's a guy who did not uh, medal at states last year, but who was very very much a state medal caliber wrestler cut a lot of weight he's in a better spot with that this year he had um, an injury issue that he worked through which limited how many matches he got but he is he is absolutely a, a stud for Nazareth and uh, probably my pick to come out of the bottom half of the bracket I don't think he's got the goods to beat Vinny Kilkiri who's just um you know you talk about guys who who crowd your space nobody does it better than Kilkiri does
0: I agree I agree I have and cement in the finals or in the semifinals, I'm sorry, in the bottom yep. half and um, and Kilkery and then whoever comes out of that other quad with you know, Adams and Cunningham and Chapel and you know, whoever wins that. So
1: Yeah, yeah. Interesting weight. So that should that should be a pretty good, well wrestled weight the whole way through. Looking at 133, you know this was this was a, I really liked Rocco Fratelli's chances of, of winning his first district title. He had placed third uh, each of the two previous seasons. He got to the finals, lost to Jared Fulton. I know there were a couple points in the match that, and I saw them kind of watching the film of it, where it really looked like Rocco had had a couple takedowns. But um, can't go back and change any of that. He had a good attitude about that. Jared Fulton from Solanco wins it. You know, and he earned that too. You know, he beat Eli yeah. Bounds, who was a state medalist yeah. in AA last year. He's up a A now. Beat him in the in the semis. Beat a really good kid from Lower Dolphin and Clay Koser, uh, in the quarterfinals. So Jared Fulton, you can't cannot take anything away from him. There, he was a deserving champion at 133. Curious to see, you know, what does that mean on a statewide level? You know, is Rocco Fortelli ready to make that jump? Uh, he's wrestled so many state medal type kids. I think he's become one himself, but I think without a doubt, like I, I think beating Jared Fulton is something that he uh, expected himself to do and he came up short of that. So we'll see what he's got uh, when they kick it off at Giant Center.
0: Yeah, he's tough. I mean, looking at his, looking where he's at in the in the, in the state bracket there, I mean, I feel like, you know, Fratelli has car- the, the court. Cortese kid from Westchester Henderson, 38-2, and, and if he wins that, he has a he has a date with Charlie Bunning from Nazareth in the quarterfinals, you know, so, um, you know, that's one thing, I, you know, most of the time, um, and, you know, if, if you come out of that region as a champion, you definitely set yourself up a little better in the bracket, um, for the most part, and, I mean, there's times, obviously, where that doesn't work out for you, but, um, you know, here, I, I feel like, Maybe it does, but then you look at Fulton, and he has the Northeast three with with the McIntyre kid from Becca. So I think, you know, I mean, yeah. they're gonna have, both have their hands full. But uh, I I was impressed with Fulton. I mean, everybody kind of wrote him off a little bit, you know. And and even in districts, we were talking about like the four mid mid pen guys being in the in the in the semifinals, and you know, and 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 he was the guy that, you know, kind of. You know, prevented that from happening, but that not only prevented it from happening, but then won the darn thing. You know, so um, you know, kudos to him. And again, another one like the Adams kid at the weight below. Like I'm looking to see what Fulton does here at states. And and uh, really looking at
1: you know, big names in this bracket. You mentioned Kael McIntyre, uh, the third placer for out of the Northeast. Charlie Bunting won the Northeast. Uh, In the bottom half of the bracket, you have Luke Simcox, who is, um, as accomplished as any junior in this tournament, I believe still ranked number one in the state uh, from Central Mountain. You also got Ethan Lieben from Hempfield area who, correct me if I'm wrong, did he win He won a state title last year, did he not? Or was in the state final? I, yeah one of the two i
0: can't remember i, I <laughs> have to look I that up but
1: yeah uh yeah eli, eli bounds you know the fourth place from from the northeast and gunner myers from wall and paul pack is a really good kid too yeah. so eli yeah. bounds ha- has a has a challenging pigtail for the right to wrestle luke simcox uh in in the top half you have jake mitchell mitchell from Carmel valley um wrestling you know a really really talented i believe nationally ranked sophomore Maddox shaw from thomas jefferson if he makes it his way through so you know there's there's not a lot of treats to be given no, here for this six three crowd. That's the that's hey, a pretty tough draw all around. I mean,
0: it, it, yeah, that's, that's what's yeah. up, you know. And uh, I really like the way Shaw wrestles. I, I just I enjoyed watching him last year at states <laughs> a good bit. And uh, yeah, I I see him being the guy to beat up top. And uh, yeah, and I mean down below Simcox, I like I like him so. But everybody uh, else,
1: is, those other guys are tough too. So man, yeah, yeah. That's a, I mean, they're all tough weights, but that's one of the yeah. that's one of the the upper tier of tough there. Looking at yeah. one thirty nine, Eli Long from Central York impressive showing there as he uh, goes at one thirty nine. Uh, he beat Gabe Bukitis from Gettysburg eleven one in the in the finals. Gavin Reynolds from um, Central Dolphin had a really nice tournament. Wrestled tough against Eli Long. Uh, lost to him 3-1 there, ended up finishing third. So I, I, I was impressed by that. I've been impressed by by Gavin all season long. I think he's had a really nice year. Now he's had an opportunity to step into uh, a starring role, so to speak, in that Central Dolphin lineup. He kind of faced a tough squeeze in the past, uh, but he's really locked at that. And I think a really unheralded part of their team, which you know they went on to place third at the, at the state team tournament, and you know, you think about you have Flanagan at 127, you have uh, Dallas Shore at 133, who's a, who's a pretty battle-tested competitor, and then Gavin Reynolds really bridging that gap uh, between them and and uh, you know that that murderers row with uh, with repos and Garvik um, there. So I, I, I thought he he uh, is a very deserving um, state qualifier, and I think you know he gets Dalton Perry in, in round one, the the, the reigning. <laughs> Uh, the reigning the reigning state champ, uh, a Penn State commit, uh, he ended up he just ended up losing to Pearson Manville, another state champ uh, on the top half of the bracket in the Northwest finals. So speaking of no treats to go around, uh, that's Gavin Gavin Reynolds, um, his journey. But I, one thing for sure with, with him is that you know he's going to embrace it. I don't think he's going to back down from that challenge. He's going he's going to be himself and see what happens.
0: No, I, I love this bracket. I mean, you know, Colin Rath down below from Becca, who's been wrestling lights out this year as well, um, coming in at 34 and 1, and uh, the Northeast, you know, the Northeast one there. Um, I mean, I, I like him a lot. I think he's going to be – I think he's the guy to beat, one of the guys to beat here. I mean, I, it's tough saying that when you have two state champs in the bracket, but, I mean, this well, kid's he's beaten both
1: of them this year. Yeah. He's beaten both of no, them this year.
0: I'm, I'm with you. So, I, I, <laughs> you know, it should be interesting. Um, a great bracket for the fans, for sure. Yeah. I, I don't know, I don't, st- I, I, unfortunately, I, I don't – I just don't see, you know, South Central region, um, you know, having too many high players in this bracket. Um, I think that'd be, that'd be a stretch for me to, to believe that, but yeah. um, you never know. But uh, I, I feel like it's just a, a loaded bracket. I, I think
1: the reality is the, uh, the odds are stacked against the South Central maybe to not get any placers in, right. in this, in this right. bracket. Just a, just right. a lot of tough, big names there. Right. Uh, looking at one forty five, you know, we had, had talked about uh, Matt Repos. We talked to Matt repos early in the week from, from central dolphin. Uh, and I don't think, there's any risk of saying this too many times. I mean, he did not give up a point in this tournament. He gave up one point in the district tournament for his career. I mean, this is, this is a kid who, uh, who has been one of the more dominant wrestlers. I think in the history of district three, like you've seen guys who have maybe been more decorated, have had a little bit more success at the state level, but in terms of on the district level, I don't know if you can really point to a lot of guys who have, have had more success and been more dominant than Matt Repos. The first ever four time district champ from C D, which is a surprise.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know, I'm excited to see him, like I said, you know, compete here this weekend. Um, Aiden Swan taking second there and then uh, you know Ian Wilson from Bowling Springs coming in at third. I you know, again here, I you know, outside of, of Matt, I, I don't see high placers, uh, but, you know, maybe some of those guys can 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 place uh, somewhere, um, you know. Looking at the state bracket, uh, man, some of these guys are going to have their hands full as well. I mean, Ian Wilson gets Jake Dune out from Nazareth right out the gate. Um, you know, I think that uh, you know Matt Repos, even you know in quarterfinals has a has a very experienced and tough Walliser Griffin Walliser from. From Central Mountain, and uh, you know Nico Taddy's in that side of the bracket uh, from from West Allegheny, thirty-six and six. He he's tough. Um, so I yeah, again, yeah, it's just a tough, a tough weight class here, and uh, you, know, I, I think, uh, you know I think you know I think repost is the guy from our our, our region to, to represent us there. So
1: yeah, and and you can't ask for much more. What I'm really looking forward to is similarly a lot to last year, he had a, sh- a showdown with Luke Simcox. Uh, in the semifinals, Simcox had beaten him um, as a sophomore, and so he got him last year in the semifinals to earn that spot in the finals. Another potential showdown looms there with Colin Guy from Quakertown, who's 45-0. He's nationally ranked. He is a really, really good kid. He's two years behind Matt Repos. So you're looking at, like, how much does that experience matter? Uh, Griffin Walliser, Repos beat him in overtime at, at the state team tournament. Uh, and really didn't seem like he was all that threatened um, there. I think he'd like to, to stretch that margin out some, but he's got a test. I mean, Walliser was a state medalist last year. Yeah. And if yeah. all goes to plan, it's back to Mac Church again. And all roads lead to Mac Church and Matt Repose. Uh, I, I asked Matt one time, I think a couple of years ago, if, uh, if he feels like Mac Church has a shit chip on his shoulder about him because of the way that Matt beat Mac Church. Right. As a freshman, if you remember, Mac picked up his fourth caution and lost in overtime right, uh, from right. that caution point. And right. I don't think Mac has forgiven Matt, even though he didn't officiate <laughs> <in> that match. <laughs> but I think yeah, uh, I, I would like to see it one more time.
0: Yeah, no, I, I would too. And uh, I definitely have Church coming through the, the upper half. Uh, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe Cunningham would have something to say about that. I, I don't see that happening, though. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's tough too, but um, it will be interesting to see what happens on that bottom side.
1: Yeah, I think uh, Colin Guy, Matt Repos, is one of the more primetime semifinals as long as everything holds up and that matchup plays out. I wanted to, we, we talked about Drew Shearer. I think it's worth saying about Ian Wilson as well. I agree. Um, he, he, I agree. He, he loses early at the district tournament uh, in overtime to Dalton Redden from, mm-hmm. from Gettysburg. And he battles back just like Shearer did. He goes twelve nothing, fourteen five, thirteen nothing, and pin, Man, pin over yeah. Wyatt. I think Wyatt Dylan uh, from yeah. Central York and uh, Braden Edwards from Hempfield were both guys who are ranked higher than he was. Yeah, and he went yeah. out and. Did, and I think that's that's what and, and maybe that creates a little momentum for him. I think he also has that pinner in him, so maybe he, he can do the same thing at, at the the state level. He's got his hands full though, but big time performance. Just because you know mathematically. Looking at the the path that he had to go through and the number of wins he had to rattle off in constellations, it didn't look great for him to even make
0: it to states. Right, right. No, I'm I'm with you. And and yeah, he, uh, he, he I got a chance to see him at sectionals and, and then throughout districts. I haven't seen him much before. He's kind of fun to watch. You know, yeah. I feel like he's always going for the fall, always trying to put people on their back. And uh, you know, maybe he can he can be a guy to grab a medal at that weight. I,
1: I think, um, you know, the, the, the fortitude he showed at districts, if, if he's able to kind of do that again, uh, I wouldn't yeah. put anything past him. Yeah. Uh, looking at 152, the, the, one of the primetime weights, one of two situations where he had, you know, in this case, I think it was five guys who were ranked in the top 16 in the state and only four were going to qualify uh, for the yeah. state tournament. Uh, yeah. You had Ryan Garvik, Gabe Belga, Michael Dugan, Griffin Gonzalez, and Carter Davis from Central York. Uh, Davis ended up being the the guy who drew the short straw he was eliminated by Gabe Belga who drew the short straw at 152 last year the year before so good for him beating him 9-2 and he ends up getting third with a win over Griffin Gonzalez Ryan Garvik wins the weight Uh, he had to go through Belga and he did a really nice job in that match he wins 5-1 in the semifinal there and then he beats Michael Dugan 4-1 in the final Good performance by Ryan Garvick, who just looks comfortable everywhere he is on the mat. Is just uh, He's creative, and he's confident, and, and he just kind of has a good sense about him in wrestling because he just wrestles so much. Uh, Michael Dugan, I felt like it was a little redemption tournament for him, the win over Carter Davis in the quarterfinal, which that was going to stack the deck against whoever lost that to right. maybe the States. It ended up being Carter Davis. Uh, and then beat Griffin Gonzalez in the semifinals. So this was, you knew what was going to play out, but I think you just saw, you know, uh, five high-level
0: kids going at I think, it. And the, the four best got through. I agree. I, I You know, I, I think that the four best got through. And I think Garvik, Dugan, Belga, I think they all had good <laughs> tournaments. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, dude, yeah. you know, I got I mean, a heck of a tournament. I mean, beat Davis, you know, uh, beat Gonzalez pretty handily, 9-2 to two there. And then, uh, you know, even Belga, I mean, losing to Garvik and coming back through having to beat Carter Davis, and then he beats Gonzalez. I mean, I think, you know, those three guys all had good tournaments. And uh, I'm excited to see even Gonzalez, you know, throw him in the lump there, you know, compete next weekend. Um, I think they're going to all represent our, our, our region pretty well.
1: And I think when you look at it at, at the next stop, I mean, Michael Dugan, uh, in all likelihood is going to get a state champ in the quarterfinals and Ty Waters from West Allegheny, who's unbeaten this year. Uh, he was injured as a sophomore, which maybe is why, you know, people in our area haven't heard as much from him, um, as some of the other state champs, but he is really, really good. He's gone to West Virginia to wrestle. Dugan, if he's Artis Simmons from Erie McDowell, will get Ty Waters in the, in the quarterfinals there. Gabe Belga has has a tough one right off the bat, and Sam Gutro from OJ Roberts, who's a junior, of forty to five, the Southeast champ. Uh,
0: yeah, I looked that up. Belga and Gutro wrestled earlier this yeah. year at Kingdom Mountain, and I think Gutro beat him in sudden victory. So that's yeah. going to be a good that's going to be a good first round matchup. Uh,
1: uh, I mean, it's going to be one I think of the better first round matches of the entire Agreed. tournament. I would think. Agreed. 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 Um, Dagenconemitty lurks there in, in the top half of the bracket uh, from Northampton. Uh, interesting, you know, Griffin Gonzalez, uh, he, he has a, a pigtail match, and then we'll get a shot at Luke Sipes. I mean, of any fourth-placer from the South Central, yeah, he probably it? is the best equipped to really pull off a run in this thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, you know, what did he get last year? Did he get third or fourth? He got seventh last year. He beat well, Frontuno in the, in the seventh-place
1: match. Didn't two years ago he placed third or fourth? I thought he was – that was his first. Uh, that was his first state medal last year. Okay, okay.
0: all right. I must be yep. mistaken. But no, I I think uh, obviously, like you said, a returning state place medal winner, and you know he's got the talent to do it. I mean, you know he, uh, you know he can wrestle right with any of those guys. And like you said, of any fourth place finisher, <laughs> I feel like you know he's he's one from our region that you know does have a shot to come through and, and make some noise. Um, I, uh, I I tell you, man, I I really like Garvik right now. Yeah. Um, you know what I saw from him at at districts. Um, you know, not only not only did he like beat Dugan and beat Belgo, but I mean, he didn't give up anything against those guys yeah. either. I, mean, I think they each scored a point on him. You know, um, yeah. and uh, I just I was I was really impressed with him. I always have been. He kind of reminds me of the Delago kid. You know what I yeah. mean? From from, from Central Dolphin, who was a state champ for them, you know, years ago. He's 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 really savvy. He's got a little funk to him. You know what I mean? And 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 he's he's always trying to put you on your back. I he's gonna be a tough out this way. I'm sorry. I, I think uh you know, Garvik's got a good shot as any.
1: So re- returning state finalists, I mean the, the Bodie Marlowe kid from Thomas Jefferson is an interesting kid. He's a top ten, top eight, probably at one fifty two. Uh okay. Garvik. Um, I think it is is the is the best in the bottom half of the bracket. Right. You know, obviously you you, you got to get your work done. But the the thing I thought was was favorable for him is that as the competition ramped up for him at districts last year, you knew that he was going to see you know at least two really really quality opponents. His game went up another level got too. better. Yes. I think that My bodes well for him. Yeah, I think that pushed well for him at the at the state tournament. Yep, one hundred percent. He's always capable of delivering something funky. Uh, he's tough to score on, real tough to score on. And at this weight, you know, he's a state finalist at one sixty last year. At this weight, you know, his length is going to be a problematic for for some guys yeah. if he can yeah, handle if he can handle sport. the more compact guys. Agreed. Because yeah, he's everywhere. Yeah. Agreed. So he Agreed. he's a really interesting pick to to make. And, and I don't I don't think his his path not to take anything away from those guys who are in that uh bottom half of them but i don't think his path is all that daunting either good kids but i don't see any any matches where i, I would consider Garvik an underdog
0: No, I'm, I'm with you i i agree I, I he's gonna be a tough out i, I think
1: so what uh, 160 don frontino uh just kind of did his work 16-0 over a pretty good competitor and brett barbush from manheim central Um, in in the finals at 160. But no doubt about it for for Dom, his second district title. uh, He was an eighth-place finisher at States last year. He's gotten a world better since then. He's got a national ranking now. He's committed to wrestle in the Ivy League. Uh, So I don't think you can say enough good things about Dom. Um, You know, one interesting thing, looking at this weight class, is that the kid who wrestled the best was Mike Beers from from Central Dolphin. He he, He was forced out of 152 and up to 160 and really made it work for him. Uh, at the district level good performance and he's one kid like he loves wrestling and he yeah. tries to he has tried and worked and angled to get better like he is one of like forget the state champs like he's a really good example of a Jeff Swagger coaching job and inspiring, mm-hmm. like the work ethic and stuff that that because you look at Mike Beers and you're not talking about a Division One athlete, you're not talking right. about a, a high caliber like future All American or anything. Right, he right. just made the absolute most of what he had, and he's the kind of kid like I'm just I'm excited for him because I know what he's been through just to get to Giant Center.
0: No, I, I mean even his scores in, in districts. I mean. He tech falls, and he pins, and then he gets beat by Frontino. He drops, he pins, and then wins seven-nothing for third. I mean, you know, he didn't concede. I don't don't know the the matches he pinned, but, I mean, he didn't concede too many points either, you know, in the matches he won. So um, I I agree with you. A kid that just got better every year, you know, and and now it's a senior year, and he's making the most of it, and I I like seeing that. Um, You know, I... I don't know much about the kid that he has first round in states, the Butterfield kid from McDowell, um, obviously a regional champ. Um, but uh, you know, 160's is an interesting weight too. Um, you know, the Taylor kid from West Allegheny, who's going to be a tough out, and then Frontino, yep. Dylan Evans, uh, re- returning you know, state champ himself. Um, you know, and, and I feel like, uh, man, just just a tough weight. Um, but I, I do like Dom, and I hope. I hope every part of me that that kid does well and, and, and gets a trip to the finals. I do.
1: And it's gonna it's gonna be, you know, like I think looking at the, the top half or the bottom half of the bracket, the top quad. Andrew Harmon from Becca, really, really good year. He's emerged really really big good. time um, this year. Yeah, and you got, you know, a state champ who's who's likely to see him in the quarterfinals in Dylan Evans and then the winner's gonna get Frontino. So the right. uh, Dom's gonna have to to work to get into that uh, final, but he he's capable of a lot. Uh, in the top half, Sean Taylor is a kid who um, he lost to Ryan Garvick in a tight match. He ended up beating Ryan Garvick, I think, in the in the off season uh, from West Allegheny. He's really really good. Um, he's nationally ranked um, at that weight. Uh, Back Rusevritanov from Counter Rock South was a Fargo national champ and freestyle. He's got you know he he's funky and rolls and he has that freestyle flair yeah. about him, yeah. which Kind of makes him a, a a tough matchup for a lot of guys who might play who might play in more of that folk style style. Right. So uh, right. this 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 weight has has some heavy hitters without a doubt. I mean, they all do, but this weight's definitely got sure. some heavy hitters, especially when a state a returning state champ is the a runner up in his region. Right. Right. Um, yeah, no, looking, we- at 172, looking at one seventy two. Looking at one seventy two, I think the the best man emerged here. Um, Kevin Oliveria from from JP McCaskey. He's undefeated, super athletic. Uh, I was impressed that he was able to get physical and beat a physical kid, making Myers from Central York in the final there. Uh, beat him eight to four. Myers is, is a kid who's gotten a lot better uh, from last year to this year. Uh, Blaze Idol from from Wilson is a as a as a pretty darn good sophomore. I think we're going to get more out of him yes. going forward. And then uh, Anthony D'Angelo from from Carlisle. Uh, Picked up the fourth spot here, um, going going to states, and you know he's another kid that I'm happy for him to, to get that and shot. Like, he looks like he he's wrestling comfortable, he's wrestling healthy, he's wrestling like himself. So um, yeah, ha- I happy like for that him.
0: kid a lot. I, I, I you know D'Angelo. I, I seem you know, I like I like that kid. I, I think he wrestles tough. Um, but yeah, I, I think the best guy came out of that for sure. I really like the Oliveria kid. I, I I think that I mean he's got good length. Um, he, he's, he's better on the mat now than he was when, you know, when he first started wrestling, um, here, I think, uh, you know, on his feet, he's slick, he has a nice little slide by, um, I think he, he's going to be a tough one to beat, um, on that bottom side of the bracket, unfortunately, and that's a big, unfortunately on the, on the top side is, is Rocco Welsh. And I just, I, I think that's a tall order, but, uh, you know, regardless, I feel like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what Oliveria does.
1: Yeah, Oliveria will have, um, you know, he, he will, in all, in all likelihood, you know, Dominic Wheatley from from Nazareth was the Northeast Regional Champ. Uh, Matt Furman from, from Cannon Mac was a yeah, uh, fourth placer last year. So tough down below. And you've also yeah. got, obviously, Rocco Welsh, probably the, the best pound-for-pound wrestler in Pennsylvania, one of the top three or four pound-for-pound guys across the country. So uh, he, he was dominant last year. I expect him to dominate again this year. Just as an example, Matt Furman is a uh, pretty talented kid, committed to wrestle at Cornell. Uh, Welsh was beating him, I think, 12-3 in the Whippeal Finals uh, when Matt Furman had to default. So Rocco Welsh is, is an absolute hammer, probably the best wrestler in this tournament. uh I agree. In, Maybe in either tournament. Uh, so definitely worth watching the sparks fly there, see what happens. But, you know, I, I, I don't hate his chances to, to get there and, and, and maybe get a shot at Rocco Walsh. We'll see.
0: Right, right. I agree. I agree. Uh,
1: looking at 189 in the district, I think, you know, comparing 152 and 189, uh, both situations where a really, really good kid was not going to make it to, to states, uh, which is unfortunate, right. but just kind of how things go. I think at 189, the difference is they've there there are – um, there's a little bit more statewide impact from this 189 bracket than maybe from 152. Um, looking at, obviously, Tucker Hogan, who's ranked number one uh, in the state there, who was the District 3 champ. Cole Bartram, who's been an absolute maniac this year, who got his first takedown on on Tucker Hogan in the final, who, you know, that, that style matchup, I just really want to see it again. You know, that's yeah. a matchup that may, maybe, they, maybe they both might end up at 189 again next year. Uh, the odds might be, might be pretty good for that. Uh, but I love that matchup. I love the way that it was, it was wrestled. H- Hogan beat him 5-3. I think Hogan is maybe just a little bit better on the mat right now. He's, he's really good from the top. He's really long. So right. that's tough to match up with, but, but Bartram is an absolute animal. And, um, you know, I, I think, I think he's got a shot to, to go through. I mean, right off the bat, quarterfinal Adrian Gasick from, from Parkland is going to be a big challenge for him, but, He's 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 beaten guys who are as good, if not maybe better than him already this year.
0: Yeah, I you know I did some research here, and uh, I really like the Gasek kid too. And and I know like you know obviously John Trench is his coach. You know he's he, I guarantee he's working with that guy. And uh, I, I I like him a lot, and he's kind of my dark horse in that weight. Um, but then I started doing some research and saw that I believe that Giuliano Marion from Franklin Regional. Beat him earlier this year, you know what I mean? So I, I don't know. I mean, you know, Bartram. Then I, I think th- he, I think Bartram. I think Bartram beat Marion too. He did. He beat him like seven one or seven nothing or something like that. So now I'm looking at that going, man. Okay, like you may, you know, Bartram. <laughs> he is tough. Um, but I do like the Gasec kid. That'll be a good quarterfinal. Um, as far as up top in, in the in the state bracket. Um, Man, I, I don't know. I, you have the Spencer kid from Pine Richland, um, a sophomore. Um, you remember his brother, who who also wrestled for Pine Richland, was really good. Um, I think Drew it was Drew Spencer was his name. But um, yeah. But regardless, I, you know, again, a, a good weight here for District Three. Um, you know, it's, it'll be interesting. Hopefully. Uh, you know, Tyler Withers can, can make some noise here. You know, I mean, you know, he's, he's going to have a, uh, a pigtail match and then hopefully win and come out and get the, the Packer kid from Jersey Shore who's 32-1. and one. So, uh, but a good district weight. I mean, an entertaining weight class, um, you know, between Height and Withers and Braschino and Togan and, you know, and, and uh, you know, Braschino was the guy that, that stayed home this time. So,
1: so somebody had to be. Um, yeah. You know, Tyler Withers is just a tough matchup, I think, for Braschino. Tyler Withers is a pinner. He pinned Braschino in, in the blood yep. round there. Uh, Braschino wrestled uh, Tucker Hogan tough in the quarterfinal. And, and, again, these tough quarterfinal matchups at the district level, um, you know, they they just make it difficult in the constellations to try to battle your way back. Yeah, you have to do it multiple times. Yep. Um, but Braschino, I, I felt like Braschino – looked really good at 189 this year i don't know if he, i don't know if he's coming back there i think he weighed in a little light for 189 so we might see him back there but he was deserving of a state tournament bid he just ended up being on the on the short end of the stick uh yeah you know, i mean tough, i think I when you the, yeah i you
0: know i think he, there's guys he, in this weight at states he beats you know what i mean and, and has to yes, be correct um you know, but, uh, hey, that's, that's the way it goes sometimes. You know what I mean? And that's what I was saying, like, about getting there. You know, like, earlier in, in the podcast, we were talking to Dom and, and uh, Matt. You know, you got to get there first. And, you know, you, you're going to see here that, you know, maybe you are better than some guys that are at the state tournament. But, you know, you ran into a tough bracket of districts, and, and you're the guy sitting out. So, uh, looking at 215, you know,
1: I, I, I like this weight um, at the district level. Um, we'll get into where the, what, what the road looks like at the statewide level. But Jose Garcia from J.P. McCaskey, who I think was third or fourth at this weight last year, uh, wins it now. He got a state medal last year. He's undefeated this year. Uh, he, he, he pinned three out of his four opponents. He majored um, Diesel Koser from Shippensburg uh, in the quarterfinals. Just a, a deserving guy. But in that final, uh, Garcia ended up on his back early against Zach Evans from, from Chambersburg, uh, he ended up getting out of it and ended up pinning Zach Evans um, there. But uh, this was another one kind of sneakily that Ryan McMillan, who's a state-caliber kid, did not get a chance to go um, to states because Diesel Kozer who made the jump up from 189, uh, worked his way into uh, that state conversation, and he majored uh, T. Conover from, from Spring Grove to finish third at 215, which I thought was you know one of the better stories of, of, of this bracket.
0: Yeah, um, you know, finding find the spot, and he went up, and, and he made it work for himself. The Garcia kid's is a truck, man. You know what I mean? Like, he just looks yes. so strong and so physical. Um, and, I, and I think, you know, in that match where Evans went out and threw him on his back right away. Um, and uh, and the Garcia kid battled back in the finals and ended up pinning him. And, man, he's just a truck. And, and I, I hope to see him represent us pretty well. I, I think he can as well. Um, you know, I... I He's on the bottom side of the bracket, at least uh, on the opposite side from Sonny Sasso. Um, but, uh, man, I'll tell you what, it'll be interesting to see what happens here. I know, uh, you know, the the Bechtold kid from OJ Roberts is pretty darn good on the bottom side of that bracket, too. So we'll see how things work out there. But, um, you know, Garcia, I think, will place, I think... Maybe Evans has a shot somewhere, you know. Outside of that, I don't know. I think the Kozer kid, is, you know, moves pretty well, but I think size is going to be uh, a big factor here at the state tournament, you know, where it's just going to maybe wear him down a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, you know, I, again, I'm I'm pulling for Garcia, and we'll see what happens here. Gar- Garcia's got
1: about as favorable setup as you can ask for to re- at least reach the semifinal round. Uh, yeah, Sonny Sasso is a prohibitive favorite to win this thing, but you look at it, Corey Borio Bar- uh, from Greater Latrobe was a state medalist last year wrestling in a pigtail. Uh, Zach Evans gets Calvin Lachman, who I believe was a state medalist last year, if not ranked very highly uh, at okay. this weight in his opener. And the winner of that gets Sonny Sasso in, in the quarterfinals. Eli Mako from Waynesburg Central is forty-three and three. He's really good um, as well. He would likely get Diesel Kozer, who has to wrestle through a Becca kid. I guess is working. Yeah, um, is the the fourth place from from the Northeast. I like where Jose, Jose Garcia sits, uh, and Dylan Bechtold from OJ Roberts is kind of a wild card. He's forty-three and two. Wrestled most of the year at 189. Those two losses both came to Cole Bartram at 189. So I think Cole Bartram single-handedly changed the makeup of the 215-pound bracket by sending (laughs) Dylan
0: Bechtold up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, could have very well. I didn't realize he wrestled down at 89, but yeah, um, you know, he's top 43 and two, um, and Garcia him have a have a date looks like possibly in the semifinals.
1: Yep. Looking forward to that one, too. As you yeah, said, our, Jose Garcia is an absolute truck. He's get, He gets a guy uh, in Bechtel who came up from 189. He did it a little earlier than Diesel Koser did, for example. So I think maybe his body got a chance to adjust. But, you know, these District 3 guys, he had, you know, 10, 12 days to try to put a little bit of good weight on before, before going into this tournament. So we'll see what happens. Right. One more weight to go here, 285 pounds. Leighton Schmick pins his way. Uh, to, to a title there. But this was an interesting weight class. I mean, I think Avery Coons showed at the, at the sectional that he is a pretty dangerous dude. He is, he is as big uh, a 285-pounder as you can find. Uh, Ian Winchester from Twin Valley uh, is, a, is a good kid who came up. I think he was a 215 last year. Uh, Nikolai Brotsman from, from Donegal uh, made his way to the, to the finals and, and beat some good kids along the way. That was a tough path. He had to beat Avery Coons, which he did 10 7 He beat Ian Winchester, which he did 3-1. And then Leighton Schmick pinned him. But this was, you know, really about Leighton Schmick and getting, yeah. uh, that district yeah. title and, and, and maybe, you know, hoping for him and, and showing that he's a state medal, uh, contender, which he absolutely is. And I think the, Agreed. the size and athleticism factor is just kind of tough to beat that mix that Schmick has.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, again, he was, in my opinion, a, a little bit of a cut above the rest in, in districts. And, uh, you know, I, I like the Hershey kid from uh, Spring Grove. I mean, he's a good-looking kid. And, uh, you know, he was a kid, I think he was winning and got pinned and dropped him to the con and he came the whole way back and got third there. I um, you know, Tyke was, you know, excited to get him through as well as, you know, his own son at 215. But, Schmick is, you know, well-capable of placing here. I know last year he felt a little short. But, uh, you know, I have him, you know, in the semis against Pavlechko. And, uh, you know, we'll see yeah. what happens there. Have, I don't know if they, they – have they wrestled before?
1: I don't think that they have. I'll, I'll have to go and try and double-check that. But I do not think that they have uh, this year. Uh, I'll, I'll yeah, double-check be double be it. Like usually, when you talk, I tune you out. So I'll, I'll do that thing where I where I tune you out, and then I'll look it up. whenever <laughs> whatever you're talking. The next bus. Right. Um, right. inter- just interestingly, you know Pavlechko's coming up from 215 to 285. You know, last I, I saw him, he looked around 235 ish. So he'll get a you know if let, let's say Avery Coons makes his way through, I think Pavlechko outclasses Avery Coons, but uh, he's going to have to handle a full 280 pounds there, right, and cool that's 20. an area where. You know, Leighton Schmick is probably going to move as well as Nick Pavletsko. Pavletko is going to have a technical advantage, I think. Uh, but right. can he do something with that extra weight in, in the semis? That would be the hope, is that maybe you can go upper body or something like that uh, on Pavletko, And that would be something that I think Schmick would be comfortable throwing that stuff, whether that's early in matches or maybe that's if he's trailing and has to go for something big uh, right. late. But I, th- I think that'll be a fun match.
0: I, I like, uh, you know, the, uh, the top part of the bracket actually is, is, is fairly good. I mean, you know, obviously Kenny is going to be the guy to beat there. But, you know, I, I like the Banco kid from Trinity. Um, you know, he's 38-3. and He's a Southwest one. Joe Collins from Central Bucks East, 35-2. and I mean, these guys are all going to be tough, tough outs. And, uh, you know, I think makes for a pretty nice you know, heavyweight bracket.
1: So there we go, working our way through 285. I think you have a, a clear favorite there with uh, with Sean Kinney, who's Sean just King, a, a yeah. really, really good athlete at that size. He, he'll he'll likely have a District 3 guy if if uh, Brotsman can get there to him. Um, but you see what Leighton Schmick has there. I, I don't hate his path to the semis. I don't ha- hate his path to the finals. He's going to have to spring an upset along the way, but – uh, right. I think he's capable of doing it. So I agree. Well, hopefully I we're agree. able to put District Three and those results and those and our guys in, in perspective for for the state tournament here coming up. Uh, we're going to do the same thing this week here on the Penn Live Wrestling Podcast for the Double A side, looking at what happened at the Southeast Regional and looking at what the bracket, uh, what that says, including you know all six of West Perry guys <laughs> getting just a really tough draw. Uh, but we'll talk about that here this week on the Penn Live Wrestling Podcast. Thanks to Dave Heckard. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll see you next time as we build toward Giant Center and the state tournament later this week.